Welcome back to TV Smoke Podcast. Today is September, Wednesday, September the 7th. And we're back again with another podcast. You guys know what we're going to do today. We're talking about some college football. Joe has notes because he's a crazy person and wouldn't let me watch any of the football games. Instead, I spent he all day watching football. Yes, and I offered to watch multiple different games. And he was like, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. So he did nothing with his life. Which is nothing new. I, no, it's not and nothing. Watch football. So I didn't. It's not we're nothing. going to go over some college football games. We're going to go over some ranked games. Of course, the longest topic we're going to talk about today on college football, at least, will be Ohio State because we're going to talk for not ever. forty-five minutes not at ever. least. Not ever. We're also going to get into our quarterback rankings today. As most of you know, football's back tomorrow. Tomorrow. And as you guys are probably going to hear this, uh, which whenever that is, whether it's today, later on today Be for some tonight, of you, hopefully late tonight, later on today for some of you. Will we have another podcast tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to do another one tomorrow. Uh, probably going to review the game, of course. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. We're, we're not review the game. The game, the game should come on after we record tomorrow. Okay, but uh, you know, we're going to do gonna, some. We're going to make picks. Yeah, we're make, make picks. picks pick, pick who we think's going to win. Do stuff like that. Of course. Also, we're going to give you fantasy updates. We're doing a fantasy with our family, and let me explain this. My mom and my older brother are crazy people. Okay. My mother, I kid you not, Okay, I really picked didn't out. We're talk about this. No, we're going to talk about this right now. They okay, picked, right now. She picked out the most lucky players of all time and okay. just so happened to win. And I'm going to keep you guys updated personally. This is going to be a Jace subject. Oh, boy. Jace is going to do this subject where he's going to remember. I'm going to give you guys scores, tallies, stuff like that. I know you guys really don't care. I'm going to take like three minutes of each podcast when we come back. Three minutes. Three minutes. Tell you guys who won, how's everybody doing, where we are in the races, what players are hurt, stuff like that. And if you're going to give all that, you got to kind of give what the league is. So the league is. Yeah. Oh, it's a simple league between family, just five people. It's me and Joe, of course, our mother, our father, and our younger brother. And we're, we're putting in $25 each, except for our youngest brother, because he doesn't have a job, of course. Exactly. Winner gets $75. Second place gets their money back with 25 who everybody else just loses. Exactly. And it's going to be, I'm trying to make it fun. We also have a trophy. Yep. A made trophy. Very contentious. Which is trip. in a neutral location, might I add. I have to add that. For legal reasons, I have to add that. <laughs> legal reasons. It's in a neutral location, and winner gets the trophy back for the, until the next uh, NFL season. Exactly. It's a little bit of fun. It's yeah, not really fun. I actually don't really want to do fantasy because this is stupid. <laughs> I kid you not, they argued about it for like three weeks. But no, we're it's here. Fine. It's fine. We're going to get on to our college football topic today. I've, I know I've been talking a lot. I usually don't talk a lot uh, during no, the start of the podcast. I think you're talking through talking through everything, so I like it. I'm quite quiet starting the podcast, so it's just something different. But Joe has notes. Uh, can we actually start off with the UT, UTSA game? I, UTS, yes. UTSA versus Houston. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have some notes on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll start with the UTSA versus Houston game, then we'll do the Appalachian game, because that was a very good game. Okay. I think UTSA notes are kind of short, but I have some more. UTSA and Houston, yes. Yeah, so UTSA uh, played a ranked Houston in a uh, into a triple overtime. UTSA for a lot of that game was leading. No. Yeah, they were leading a lot of that game. I'm, I'm finding the game yeah, for you. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was wrong. UTSA was leading all the way up until the fourth quarter where Houston scored 17 points. They tied it in that fourth quarter. UTSA had to tie it with a field goal. Then in the first overtime, they both don't score, have to kick a field goal. They go in the second overtime. They both score. Both get a two-point conversion. Yep. And then we go into the third overtime. We're finally in like the last couple minutes. You Houston score. 
and uh, ends the game. Uh, now, UTSA last year was also ranked, and I think at some point this year, UTS- UTSA is going to be ranked again. Yep, for sure. And for some, I don't really, I don't know if you guys understand this, but I care about like the games Joe really doesn't care about. Yeah, because like if Houston wasn't for... ranked, Joe wouldn't be watching. But I saw last year UTSA was undefeated for a very long time. Yep. So I, I was interested in the game. There, it was an offensive battle and a defensive battle. Actually, it was a very well-rounded game. Frank Harris for for UTSA, yes. absolutely amazing. Yes, I was about to bring that up. He had eight carries for sixty-three yards, one touchdown. He had an average of about about eight yards per carry. Yep. He was going off. Uh, their quarterback for UTSA. Well, that's why I was talking about Frank Harris. There is two Frank Harris's on that team. Is there? Yes, they're running back and quarterback. You didn't know that? Oof. Their running back, his name is Frank Harris. Their quarterback's name is Frank Harris. No, I th- no, he, he was no, he was the highest. He he both ran and threw for the most. Oh the my game. bad. I you I was I was <laughs> I was tripping. I was like, whoa, that's no, the same person. He had six three yards. My bad. So yes, and a touchdown, and then he also threw for three thirty seven. My bad. And yeah. three touchdowns. So their quarterback had a really good game. It's just Houston's team just ended up scoring towards the end. You know what's funny is in overtime, it just looked like both quarterbacks kind of took over, and I think it just became a quarterback running and making the play by themselves kind of show. Um, I think Houston just kind of hung on. I don't think Houston could leave that game saying, hey, we should have won that game. I think UTSA pretty much had control of it most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I think UTSA fumbled that bag. Um, I just think I think Houston dropped in the AP polls after this game. So it was a – not to mention, I think it was a uh, – let me see. No, I I just think it was one of those games. It was very 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 good game. I think this was in the three thirty time slot. No, this was noon time. Yeah, slot. this is in the noon time slot. It was the early. noon time slot games was so good, and then the three thirty games was kind of meh, and then the seven o'clock games were got pretty good again. Yeah, they were I, like what? it was like the noon games were just they were Cincinnati so Cincinnati was in the one o'clock three. Well, Cincinnati was in the three o'clock one, right? Uh, Cincinnati was in three o'clock. Yeah. yeah, but the the noon ones were good. Uh, no, for sure. Anything else on the on the UTSA game, Houston? I don't really have anything else. Got now. you. We're gonna do the uh, University of North Carolina and Appalachia, which was one of the better games of the day. Honestly, I think it was. I think it was the best game of the day. Mm-hmm. If that just my own personal preference, that was the best game of the day. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was a sixty-three. Other than Ohio State, of course. That, but yeah, but after a while, that wasn't really a good game. It was sixty-three to sixty-one. Uh. Carolina's win. North Carolina's win. Uh, it was a very eventful. My buddy was very eventful. Carolina kind of had control towards the uh, third quarter. In they the fourth, set, they settled in. Their offense yeah. really started to pick so they up. Re, yeah, they really really got it. Their quarterback Drake Main uh, ended up with I think hold on ended up with three hundred fifty fifty yards, four touchdowns. Uh, their number their number one and number two running back. Uh, their number one running back ended up with 87 yards. The number two running back ended up with 76 yards and one touchdown. They had three different running backs with a touchdown, mm-hmm. and their quarterback had four. That like it's an insane it's an insane stat line to look at. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Appalachia State just scored 40 in the yeah no they in just... the fourth quarter, but Appalachia State missed two field goals in the fourth quarter. I kid you yep. not, they could have won that game twice. Twice they could have won that game, and they just missed field. Like, I cut my kicker after that. He's getting cut. It, it's like, so, 
Yeah, so the Appalachian State had a... This is the kind of the turning point, right? They had a two-touchdown lead a very early on in the game that pretty much could have led to a blowout. But what happens is they kind of they kind of let North Carolina kind of stay in the game by not really punching the ticket and really finishing off the game. So it kind of let, gave North Carolina the chance to then settle back in, start scoring some points again, and then really start... Um, really start taking control, not only passing the football, but rushing the football as well. Um, I do think this game really does prove that North Carolina has some really big defensive issues. Like they really get, they really got like, they have some big holes to fill because the way Appalachian was scoring, it was absolutely insane. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, One more thing. Let me just read uh, Chase Bryce stat line. It's also like, it's just, there's a lot of crazy stat lines for this game. Chase Bryce had, 361 yards, six and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Their running back, Nate Noel, had 116 yards. Yeah, 116 yards and two touchdowns. And then their second run, running back, Peoples, had 65 yards and one touchdown. And here's the thing, and this is what I'll say, because Appalachian State did end up tying the game with like 31 seconds left, right? Yeah. So they ended up coming back, tying the, tying the game up, had 31 seconds left, and they had an opportunity to go for a two-point conversion. It was they could have went – no, yeah, it was a tie. No, no, no. It was they were down by one before the two-point conversion. So they went for the two-point conversion and then totally missed. So you had a wide receiver that was wide, butt naked open. Yeah. And he was sitting – so – and then the quarterback threw the ball. It was like a short pass. It was like within a couple yards, right? So he threw it to him. But what happened is that the wide receiver kind of sat instead of kept running. And then he – the ball totally went floated right over his head. So that was one opportunity. And then it happened again. North Carolina goes and scores really quick. And then North Carolina, I mean, Appalachian State has another chance again to score. They end up scoring another touchdown. And then they have to hit a two-point conversion to actually tie the game up again. And they ended up missing on that too. So Appalachian State had multiple chances, not only to win the game, but they had the chance to tie the game too to get make to go to overtime. And they didn't manage to pull it off. But, all credit to Appalachian State because honestly nobody really came to like you I don't think, expect I think the line well. I, think, I think the line was like three three points so I actually think Vegas really did see this coming which is a really weird thing to see but I think this really is a testament to how maybe down North Carolina is and I think they're gonna have some really big defensive issues to have to fix but Drake May not a bad quarterback at yeah. all all right next game we're gonna talk about do you have anything special for West Virginia Pitt. Um, really back and forth game. Yes, it was a 31-38 win over Pitt. Uh, JT Daniels uh, for West Virginia was 23-40, 214 uh, yards, two touchdowns. Now, the running back, C.J. Donaldson, went off for 125 of seven carries, one TD. Yep. Pittsburgh. What is it? You know what's crazy is that what, like, um. Kendall. Kendall? Slow Solvis, Kenan Solvis, Keon Slovis. Oh man, his name's hard. <laughs> yeah, he has a big arm. Sixteen to twenty-four, three hundred and eight yards, one TD. You know it's crazy that West Virginia kind of had this game in the bag for a good portion of the game. They really kind of kept the lead for for a little while until um, JT Daniels for West Virginia threw a pick six that literally gave Pittsburgh the lead and kind of ended up because it was tied at that point and they were kind of rolling down the field and then he ended up throwing that pick. And then that's what pretty much sealed the game for Pittsburgh. So, you know, it was a really back and forth game. I think they call that the the backyard brawl or something like that. Yeah, it was a backyard brawl. So it is like, but it really was a great game to watch. It was an Acrisure Stadium where my Pittsburgh Steelers play. <laughs> so I, it was a good game. 
um, very and honestly, of two quarterbacks that have been through many, because Keaton Slovis has been to like three different schools before he ended up getting a pick. Yeah. Like he's he started off at USC, and then West Virginia JT Daniels also started off at USC, and then ended up going to Georgia, and then and then he ended up back. They're guys that bounced around for a yeah, because they can't really find. But both yeah. of them played very well. Yeah. All right, uh, Penn State Purdue. This is one of the better games. Joe, this this game missed, gave me chills. Yes, you missed the end of this yeah, game. Yeah, I know. And I know. this is where I started watching it. This game was very much back and forth. At first, it was not. Penn State was up twenty-one to ten in the second quarter. Yep. Third quarter comes around. Purdue scores fourteen, and it's suddenly tied. Yep. And then, I kid you not, I watch Penn State. I watched our quarterback go six for six. That ball, they would never stop tempo. Right. And drive straight down that field to get a touchdown. Yep. It was crazy to watch, but that was a, a very much a back-and-forth game. I don't know if that shows that Purdue's good or Penn State's bad. I think both are very, are decent teams. I think Purdue should be looked at on the Big Ten West side of things and like be looked at as a pretty good contender. Um, I do think that... Sean Clifford has pretty much he's been there like 10 years it seems like and he has always been good enough to where you like hey he's a college starter but also bad enough to where you're like why does Penn State stick with this dude especially when they have a five like a very cool like they got a five star from Ohio they have something good sitting on their bench too so I'm sitting like maybe because Sean Clifford made a lot of mistakes I think he had um, how many picks did he have in this game let's see he had one he only had one he had a pick in this game but I think it was a crucial pick, though. Was it it weird, was. It, a- it was very, very important. I it, I was in the third quarter right when Purdue scored to tie it, to bring it back to a even a even score again. So he's just like he's not a great no, and I, a great quarterback. I think they're just gonna let him play out this year. Then so, then oh yeah, the, the new step. new guy Drew Allen yeah. will be in the his stat line wasn't year. really all that impressive. But we'll do uh, Aiden O'Connell's from Purdue. Who he was there last year as well. He's looked at as like the second best quarterback, and in the I Big believe 10. it. Yeah. He threw he threw fifty eight. <sighs> He threw fifty-eight times. Yep, for three hundred fifty-six yards. They're pretty much throwing, throwing to make it, man. Yeah, it, it's he. He can throw. I believe me. I watched. Oh yeah, it. no question, no question. So that was a that was a really good game. That was the first game to kick it off. It was one of the better games I saw. Uh, oh, not to mention Purdue like had many opportunities to win this game. Oh yeah, Purdue. I, I Purdue think was just Penn not. State was able to get some big chunk plays. Because they were end up making some short passes, and then the Purdue secondary had a chance to tackle them, tackle the wide receiver, get them down. But they came in trying to lay the hammer, and the wide receivers ended up just bouncing right off of them, and they just ran down the field for huge gains. Not, and not yeah, Purdue was not, not tackling. Touchdowns. They were not. They tackling. weren't wrapping up. No, they were just, they were just going with their heads trying to hit stick people. They were just trying to lay the yes. Boom, it was very bad, and it just they kept bouncing off, and that's what led to a lot of big chunk plays, if not touchdowns. For Penn State. So I think the Purdue secondary really has some things they got to fix up over the course of the season. But both offense, like Purdue offense, is going to be really good. I'm kind of feeling iffy about that Penn State defense. Everybody was saying oh, it's yeah. supposed to be I really good. It, it looks bad. It looks like they're going to have some really big issues on their hands. Yes, it looks like they have very, very bad secondary issues. Yeah. And I've noticed I've noticed that with a lot of teams, especially like my Spartans, have secondary, have secondary issues, which we will talk about here soon. <sighs> Okay. All right, the next game you want to talk game. about? Uh, do you want to talk about Central Michigan, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? I think this. I, I really have not much to say on this game. I think this game really does prove, even though Oklahoma State won the game, I think this proves that you know Jim Knowles, the guy that went from Oklahoma State to Ohio State, along with what Ohio State's defense played like on Saturday. It may, yes, you can tell. Partnered to what yeah. happened at Oklahoma State, 
he's worth the $2 million they pay him a year to be a defensive coordinator because, man, it's a huge difference for Oklahoma State. They had the top 10 defense last year, this year. Swiss cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Swiss right. cheese. Uh, next, we're going to talk. You want to talk about USC Rice? They didn't lose to. Like, the they didn't lose the general, food. general rule. They don't lose, don't the, lose food. the food. And Rice is the only food. Exactly. Don't lose to Rice. That's the team you don't lose to. All right. Uh, Utah, Florida. Amazing a game. Very, very good Amazing game. Amazing game. So it was 26 29, Florida's win. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a back and forth game for the most part. Uh, it was seven seven first half, six seven uh, second half, six second zero. Uh, yeah, quarter. six zero second quarter. Uh, fourth quarter was seven fifteen. Utah, Florida's victory. Florida I think, came from behind for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Their quarterback they didn't throw the ball a lot. They Richardson. Were, yeah, he, Richardson was just yes. Richardson was just running everywhere. He had he had two hundred and seventy four yards combined. Yes, it was he. He was he had three rushing touchdowns. Like dude was on one. Yeah, he had 168 yards passing, and then he really made a big deal on the ground. 106 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he they were on one rushing for Utah. Thomas had a really good game. He had 115 yards for one TD. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you guys haven't heard this. Utah, all they do is breed offensive linemen. Yeah. You just got a big a bunch of big white guys out there on their farms, and they just go grab one dude who's like 6'8", and just put no, him on the offensive true. line. No, that's true. No, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Utah had some great pass defense, and they it, it, it all around, that was a good game. It was a great, but I, I don't think I don't think it was a bad. I think no, very I yeah. evenly ranked teams, yes. even though Florida was not ranked going into the game. I think after this, they went. They shot up to not rank, being They're ranked twelfth in the yes. people. They're twelfth. Utah still thirteenth. So like very evenly matched teams. I think if the game was in Utah, Utah could have easily won that yeah, game. I think it was an it was an either way kind of game. Evenly matched game. I it think was really if good they game. play that ten times, it goes five five. Anthony Richardson, time. yeah, very absolutely. good. He looked a lot like I think him and another player that I was watching looked a lot like Cam Newton, like some Cam Newton vibes. See, watching, they, I, like, there was people saying that. And I w- what I think I was at work and somebody was saying that yeah he looks a lot like Cam Newton he did no for sure and I think people are looking at him as like a potential um, guy to pick up in the draft because he's going to be draft eligible after this season so that everybody's so everybody's kind of we'll see what it is because he didn't really pass all that well but it was against a decent Utah defense so we'll kind of see how the passing kind of comes along as the season goes but you know other than that it was an amazing game to watch all right you ready for the next game. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm already North Carolina State and East Carolina, a 21 to 20 oh, win man. for North Carolina State. A sloppy, sloppy, sloppy game for North Carolina <laughs> yes. State. They My God, lost. they should have lost this game. They so should have lost. And I would have loved to see East. I didn't know East Carolina was a team till now, um, but now I'm glad they exist because East Carolina almost won that game, despite their quarterback throwing two interceptions. They almost won that game. And I think one of the running backs had a fumble. And I think they, I recall. they had a uh, they they had two missed field goals, like so, a missed field goal and a missed uh, attack two missed field two missed field goals. Yes. And then, oh yeah, no no no, that's the thing. One bigger field goal for three points, and then an extra point at the end of the game. They could have tied it, tied the game, went and to he, overtime, and he missed, and he shanked it like yes. hard. He shanked it so hard. Real quick, I there's like there was a trend this this uh, past weekend of college football. There was a lot of missed kicks, a lot of special teams issues. Yes, there was a a la LSU. There was oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. We'll get to that. Yeah, there was a like a buttload of missed kicks, and I would yeah, know no we missed two of them. 
Yeah. It was yeah. it was a bad it was a bad weekend for special teams. Yeah. And I know special teams doing extra drills. They have the they have a kicker running somewhere. Like actually he's doing work. <laughs> no, for sure. It's like NC State really had a chance to they took control of that game pretty early. They had a two touchdown lead and just let East Carolina come back right back right back into the game to where they had a chance to win the win the game, if not tie at the end for a good overtime. And it didn't work out. But I'm just saying NC State really made it out by the skin of their teeth, and I think they really have some big issues um, going into the rest of the season. But yet again, they play in the, uh, what would that be, the uh, ACC, yeah. where there's not that many good teams out there other than Clemson and yes. you know, Pitt. There, you have the big teams, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So you ready for the next game? How about Michigan State and Western Michigan? What gonna, game you're kind of I was going to talk avoiding. about the bad games first. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Yeah, go for it. Georgia-Oregon. Oh, domination. I really my notes for this were the shortest of all the games. Yeah. Domination. Not sure if Georgia's much better than Oregon or I mean, not sure if Georgia's much better than I thought, or if Oregon is much worse than I thought. I think Oregon's just much worse. I don't think Georgia's really that much better. Oregon couldn't stop a nosebleed. Not gonna lie, Georgia had this tight end. He, oh my god, that dude's on steroids. He like he's a on grown something. man amongst boys. Oh my god, that was insane. I saw you re- you rewinded it, and I saw him do that to people. That dude, that's the third stringer. He's a se- he's a second string tight end. He's not even their best. I tight know. End. So he came out like I need a starting spot. No, he yeah he he looked like a grown man. Nobody wanted to tackle him. I would. Everybody was trying to tackle his legs. Nobody was like no. He was out there doing work. It was crazy. It, yes. So that was a and I think that was I was my game of the week and I was completely wrong. Oh, I I thought I put money on it. I literally put money yeah, that Oregon would cover the spread and they didn't yeah, cover the no. spread. It wasn't even close. It was bad. It was really bad. Like so, I just think Oregon was not should not have been ranked as high as they were coming into this season. Um, and then not and then Georgia just kind of spanked them out the wazoo and get kind of giving everybody what if Georgia's better this year than they were last year I think I, th- I just think they got, I want to see them face better competition I just think yeah. Oregon wasn't the team to test Georgia and they just ended up being the roadkill that Georgia got to run right over going into week two yes all right next game freaking Cincinnati uh Arkansas I kid you not I am watching this game I take out my phone and call Joe and I ask him why is Cincinnati selling this game? Yep. Because Cincinnati was avidly, I swear to God, in that fourth quarter, they were avidly trying to lose. They fumbled the ball on special teams. Mm-hmm. They fumbled the ball. Their running back fumbled the ball. They throw an INT. Yep, yep, yep. And just crumble. They crumble. They scored 17 after going scoreless for the first qu- first and second quarter. Yeah. They scored a be up. And then y'all do nothing. Y'all score again just to do all. They went scoreless for like five drives. So they went, like Cincinnati was scoreless all throughout the first half. Oh, first, And then yes. they, they ended up scoring 17 third quarter points and then another seven to kind of get it close in the fourth quarter. But it's just like Arkansas just kind of had control of this game the whole, to, whole way. I think Cincinnati had their shots to potentially get back into the and game. They, and, they kept, and they just kept, yes, they kept fumbling the, the bag. Yeah. Shoot themselves in the foot. And I think, again, this is what happens when Cincinnati loses the defensive players that they lost in both of their corners, including Sauce Gardner. And I think the other one was Kobe Bryant, two great corners they lost this in this last year's draft. And then they lost their uh, lost their quarterback. Desmond Ritter. And Desmond Ritter. And I think those are, like, obviously you have a guy that like can run the offense. They lost their quarterback, their wide receiver. And then you're and great, and then you're two great corners. Yeah. So I'm sitting here like, I you're going to take a downgrade. You're going to fall back into mediocr- I mediocrity. Thought, for I a thought while. this game was going to be really close, 
it ended up being a seven point game. I, I just think it played out how everybody thought it would. And you know, I'm just I'm really happy for Cincinnati because it proved that even with losing all the talent they had, it still made this game very close. Um, I do have to say Katie Jefferson, another guy I told you, I literally called you and said, Hey, this is look a lot like Cam Newton. Like I looked at him. He had a Cam Newton type of day, 18 to 26, 223 yards and three touchdowns passing. And then I think he did decently rushing too. And I also think Arkansas really struggled in this game. I think they could have beat him out by a lot more, but they had no wide receivers to kind of take the top off of the defense. Um, I think if they had a if they had a guy that they can prove that can prove they can uh run down the field and make some big chunk plays, Arkansas really could have blown this thing open, but they really didn't have that opportunity. Um but I do think this that team would get better and better. I do think they'll end up being a challenge for the likes of, you know, Alabama and the other big teams big teams in the SEC. Um, you know, it was that was a really good game too. Really happy to see uh Cincinnati do well for Coach Fickle. Yeah. He's a buckeye. Yeah. All right. Next I'm going to go on to my game. Oh, boy. And let me be honest with you. Go ahead. I love honesty. We should have lost this game. Yeah. 100%, I believe we should have lost this game. I was, I was at, again, at work. I'm sitting no, at work. I don't work. think lost the game. No. With how Peyton Thorne was missing some throws, we sh- you he saw really that didn't throw. Miss that many. He still had four touchdown passes. It doesn't matter. It was against Western Michigan. That's we true. struggled for three quarters against Western Michigan. I think you guys really started to take control in the fourth quarter. Yes, when we really started running the ball. Yep. But the problem is, they were, one, we couldn't stop them on, on a third down. Yeah. We couldn't stop them on a fourth down. They were two for three on fourth downs. Yep. Are you kidding me? And they were to run the ball decently on you. Too. We had eight scoreless drives. Eight. Yeah. Eight. They, we were held by a team that is much worse than we are for eight drives yeah. they had the ball for 36 total minutes of the game are you serious now Peyton Thorne did good but he did good against a bad team yeah for sure so what does it matter what does it matter we started letting our, our running back carry the ball which it wor- started working you guys have more dogs on in the inside in the interior on the offensive line yes and where you can kind of pound them and then they finally started to crack it's pretty much why that started but it was a problem of we were tr- all right we don't have good enough quarterback play to be trying to throw the ball like that. We, well, you did throw the ball well, yes, though. but it was on a bad team. He's not going to throw this well on an Ohio State. He's not going to throw this one on Penn State. He's not going to throw this one on Michigan. For sure, he will not. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, our secondary has somehow gotten worse. Oh yeah, they were it really is worse than up. last year. It is worse. It wasn't even like big plays. Like, no, I just, it was they were nickel and diamond. But yet against Western Michigan, you, if you replace that with Ohio State, it's a it's big play a every worse. time. Yeah, for they sure. nickel and dime us down down the field, and we're in it into the third quarter when we figured out how to how to play football again. Hey, we're tougher than them. We should probably start running the football. Let's just outwork them and push them till they can't. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. No, because in sure. honesty, there's nothing they can do. Once their players really get tired, you in that we looked gassed. We did lose a couple guys on defense. I can say that we lost like uh, we lost three of our defensive leaders. But like, I was watching my team on defense; they looked tired. Yeah, I've seen them less tired. They were less tired against Michigan last year, and that was a hard fought game. There was guys with hands on their hip, like <laughs> they had like, a lot of sustain. Yes, Western Michigan with they had the ball for thirty seven minutes to yes, Michigan they, State twenty two. The, the defense was on the field for so long. Yeah. It's the same drives. 
and our offense couldn't stay on the field. They couldn't stay on the field. Nope. And the defense couldn't get off it. And it was just bad. And it's not going to go well. We're going to be a mediocre team. We're going to like we're gonna go positive, but we're not gonna go positive by a lot. We're gonna go positive like, like by like two games at most. Well, you guys won ten games last year. Yes, we did, but I don't think we're not winning ten again. We're winning eight or nine. That's still not a bad season, though. No, it's not a bad season. It's just I expected improvement. We d- did not improve. We only got worse. We only yeah. got worse. Our secondary, my bad. We didn't g- just get worse. Our secondary got worse. Our defensive line got really good. They're really good. They were on one. They were getting pressure. Yes, sure. and they were pushing as hard as they could. It's just I could tell they were tired because no one in the secondary was helping them. Yeah, for sure. No, there's a lot of open spots. And then our offense, we had a run. We have a running back that still he looks really good. Yeah, he had, he, he could run the ball. He had 120 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he he, he could carries. do it. It's not bad. Again, is that gonna work? It's not gonna work on the Ohio State. We know that. Yeah. So we're gonna have to either figure something out with Thorne. Well, we're going to have to start running a wild, some wildcat plays to figure <laughs> out something. We're going to have to trick somebody. No, for sure. I, I think you guys have you guys have your, like, obviously looking from the from the sideline here, from your team, and that's how you, that's the team you love, right? So they have some things they can work on. Um, I do think they're going to have some time. I don't know what their schedule is coming up, but I think they have, they play, you guys play Akron, and then Washington will be a tough game. We, we have some. We, so you have a game yes, to kind of. We have try one to more tune up game. Figure what it is. Yep. And then we have to play a team. We have to play, play an actual team. Yes. All right. Uh, off of my team, they're gonna. it's going to be a rough season for me, for coming for me. <laughs> We're going to our final game, which was Ohio State, Notre Dame. Uh, probably not final. What, what other? I, we got to mention the, LS, the LSU and Florida State game. That game was really good. That one, I just want to talk about the last minute and a half. Go ahead. That game was actually kind of kind of crazy. So that game would have happened on Sunday night. Very very close game overall. Um, Florida State kind of went into. Let me make sure I get their stats up here because I do not have notes on this one because I was technically at work at, during this time. So let me. I don't have this game at all anywhere. Do, 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 do. What conference is LSU in? <laughs> SEC. Do, do, do. Not Vez, Pac-12. I'm just looking for their logo. Where's the logo? Uh, I don't have it. Uh, da, da, da. Why does it have Monday but not have Sunday? I don't know, but I don't have... Let me, um, just look, let me look it up. I have the FBS. I have that. I have the Mid-American. I have Mountain West. LSU Tigers. I have the Pac-12. There we go. I have All right. <coughs> LSU lost to Florida State. Southeastern. This game was actually kind of close pretty much most of the way through. Um, Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State, probably one of the best quarterbacks they've had in years. <clears throat> they really didn't put too much on his plate. They just pretty much said, hey, go out there. If you don't find find a play, if you can, throw in the football. He made some plays. I just don't think either one of their wide receiver cores managed to get a lot of separation. Jordan Travis just turned out to throw some better passes. Um, but this last minute and a half, Really, really insane last minute of the half of the game. So, <clears throat> sorry, I have something in my throat there. <laughs> With all this happening, so LSU, very terrible special teams play in this game. They had two drop punts, um, neither of them actually leading to scores, which is kind of one thing. But one of the bad drop punts that happened was at the end of the game, right? LSU muffs a punt and then gives Florida State the ball. With like a minute and a half left at like 
LSU's like two yard line, right? So they're sitting there like, hey, we can either run the football down or we can punch us in for a touchdown to take like a two touchdown lead. Um, and what what happens is they end up trying to go for a um, go for a toss, end up fumbling the ball. LSU gets the ball back with a minute and a half left, and they are pretty much running down the field. I think this was like around a minute after some time ran off the clock, and LSU got the ball back. So now down a touchdown, LSU then right, goes down the field 98 yards and ends up scoring a touchdown, right? And when LSU goes to score this touchdown, Brian Kelly, then has, Brian Kelly, the coach of LSU, has a decision to make. Am I going to go for two when I have the F, uh, Florida State defense gassed after it just ran, went 98 yards all the way down the field, or can I go for the extra point and just go to overtime? Brian Kelly, in all of his very, very good, very smartness, decided, hey, I'm just going to take the extra point. Let's go to overtime. Goes for the extra point. It gets blocked. And this is funny because he should have probably should have went for that because there was a field goal that got blocked earlier in the game, too. So everything on special teams was bad and decided to go with special teams play to try to get him the tie to go into overtime. Instead of keeping your offense on the field, they just went 98 yards down the field and had their defense gassed. Just go for the win for two. And I just think, and it was what made it funnier was, first off, LSU fans are insane, right? They fired their coach for after three seasons when the guy literally just won a championship for them literally two seasons ago. And he ended up going from Notre Dame, leaving Notre Dame where he was at, to go to LSU. And then you have kind of a really bad start that nobody really saw coming because LSU's a talented team. They're, they're talented. But I just think they have along with their fans that kind of see things not necessarily as uh, clear real life like everybody else sees. They expect them to win, and it didn't happen. And then he ends up going into a uh, a meeting with with the press the next day, and he's started talking about how they're late and all that. And there's a there's a press person that says, hey, maybe, maybe if you win, we'll be on time. <laughs> that's funny. And he's like flabbergasted, like, why would he talk to me like that? But it, that's what happens when you go to a place like LSU where it's winning or nothing else. He has to prove himself, and that's what it is what it is. So, I got that one out the way. Oh, by the way, Clemson, honestly, Clemson just beat up on Georgia Tech. Georgia offensively, Tech, they still have a lot quick, of issues. I watched Georgia Tech run four screens, and not one of them work because their oh, wide receivers can't block. Their, their wide receivers could not block. Their wide receivers have feet for hands because nobody could catch a pass. No, not I felt one person. Bad. I felt bad for the uh, for Georgia Tech's quarterback because he was putting some balls right where they needed he to go, in the bread and basket. nobody was catching a thing. Everybody had feet for hands. It was like the weirdest thing of all time. But Clemson, their defense is nasty. Their defensive line is absolutely crazy. But their offensive troubles with uh, DJ Uyunglele as their quarterback, he is not looking like the guy, even though Dabo is coming out and saying, oh, he's great, he's the guy. But they have a guy in Cade Klubnik that came in for like one series and looked better. And everybody's clamoring for Cade Klubnik. So if they make their quarterback change, maybe they'll be able to turn things around. Not to mention, they don't have the wide receivers they used to have. There was a run there where they had all the good wide receivers. They had Sammy Watkins. They got they had uh, Mike Williams. Like they had, heck, they had freaking a uh, little what is this with the uh, wide receiver for? Oh no, dead time. I hate that. But the wide receiver for DeAndre Hopkins. They had him too. Like they had a run where they had like. Four or five great receivers in a row, like year after year after year. But then now they don't have any good wide receivers. They really have no great running backs. Who are you talking about? 
Clemson. Like there was a time where they were mm. dominating having with Deshaun Watson, they had all these great receivers and like they all were like six two, six three, all big, all making plays down the field. Now they don't have that anymore. And then on top of that, their quarterback isn't playing all that great after Trevor Lawrence has left in DJ. So with all this being the case, they just need some better quarterback play. Not to mention they have no spice on offense. Like they they make they run the most vanilla offense of all time. It's pretty much if we don't have better players than you, we don't have any um imagination yeah. no no imagination to get kind of scheme some players open. So they're gonna have some issues on offense. I think somebody said this that sounded really good. Clemson has a twelve and no defense while their offense is a four and eight offense. That's, and that makes them an eight and eight team. <laughs> it's like it just shows like the contrast. Their defense is so good. Their defense can win championships, but their offense is bad. A lot like Ohio State last year. Our offense could win a championship, but our defense was bad. So, like, it's just a weird thing. But other than that, I got nothing to say. Dabo still sucks. Cool. Um, Ohio State, last game, last college game. I know you didn't want to talk about this, but I have to. No, there's Ohio another State. college game? Yeah. I thought we were done. I told you I watched all okay. the games. Ohio State, Notre Dame. It was competitive for the first, like, two quarters. And JSN, JSN quick, went out. Real quick. Very early. Real quick. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Ohio State is a second-half team. I swear to God, Ohio State is a second-half team. Ohio State is the worst team in the first half of a football game and is the best team in, uh, in, the, like, is the best team in college football in the second half. I Look, swear to God, okay. they do it all the time, and it makes it me so upset. Do you know how many times I've made a bet with my friend at school? Like, oh, yeah, y'all about to – Ohio State's going to lose. Y'all are getting smacked in the first half. Look, I made a bet. I bet it against you during you told my friend. I lost $40 because y'all were getting beat up in that first half. Y'all are getting beat in the first half. Y'all come out, and Jackson Smith and Jigba now has like 80,000 yards. Are you kidding me? Speaking of JSN. Yes, he gets hurt, and you have eight wide receivers behind him. No, but that's the thing. Our, but our offense wasn't clicking after that. I think no, that's when you have a guy in JSN that that takes up so much air in the room defensively, so like every time he's on the field, everybody has to keep their eyes on, keep their eyes on JSN. I think it opens up the offense for the other wide receivers. And I think once he went out with his injury, which doesn't seem to be that serious, the other wide receivers had to step up to try to be a number one. None of, none of them were really ready for that yet. But as the game was going on, it was getting more and more comfortable. And then not to mention, Ohio State finally proved with the offensive changes that they made the last season. Um, their defense was playing great. They only allowed 10 points in the first half. Second second half, no points allowed. Defense was absolutely amazing. Like I said, Jim Knowles earning every Every bit at two million dollars making a year, um, so he's really good at his job. The defense is looking you guys great. Fixed the defense is what happened. Oh my god! I, it was a huge. Fix. It was I, so good. I was watching that game. Honest to God, I was praying you lost. Our defensive uh, line was amazing. Yes, they were making you guys plays. really. Your offense wasn't clicking as much, but it didn't matter because because our defense was playing. Amazing. Yes, your defense gave your offense so many tries. Right. So that it didn't matter because now the defense wasn't on the field often. Literally, literally, I think Notre Dame had like. A little like little under two hundred yards in total offense. Mm. I'm gonna look that up, but that all happened off of like two big plays that happened in the first half, and then after that, Ohio State literally shut them down defensively, and that's probably the first time I can say that about Ohio State defense, pretty much ever since Urban left. I think it's pretty much that's about how long it's been. Notre Dame only had two hundred and fifty three total yards, and I think offense. two of that like they got over a hundred off off of two big plays, and that yeah, was it. they had one hundred and seventy seven passing yards, seventy six rushing yards compared to your two hundred and twenty three passing yards and one hundred and seventy two rushing yards. Hold on, 
Your running back. We ran the football down Notre Dame's throat. Uh, Hend- Henderson, right? Was it Henderson or Williams? I don't know. Williams. Henderson. Williams had the one, the like the one big fourteen play drive. Oh yeah, where yeah. we were running the football the whole time. That was Williams. he had fourteen carries. Real quick, mine. If I was him, I'd be looking at your coach and I'd be trying to fight you because y'all were running him way too much. He was on that goal line looking like I don't even want to score no more. No, because Henderson tried to come in and take up for him. I mean, like tried to get him off the field. He's like, no, I need this touchdown. I earned this. He he waved him off and went and got the touchdown. Mayan Williams is the absolute hammer to Henderson being the absolute lightning. They really complement each other very thunder. well. Thunder. You should have said the absolute. He's lightning. the thunder oh, yeah. to the lightning. You ruined that. No, for that. sure. You no, I did. I, okay, I ruined it. I'm very excited. Um, it may not have looked like C.J. Stroud had the greatest game, but he made a couple of very big NFL throws that were amazing. The wide receivers were dropping some, which also didn't it, help it, the situation. It, it happens. I think your team if, is not— Of anything, our offense— is not what I'm worried about. If no. our defense comes out and plays great oh, against a top five you're team, fine. they're going to be maybe not top five, top ten Notre Dame for sure. I think that is what I'm looking for because with all the pieces we have on offense, we're going to get that figured. Yeah, out. It'll be fine by November. They'll be humming. I'm not worried about that. If our defense can learn to win these grinded out games, I will feel a lot better. And that's what we looked at in the first game. Yeah. Now we get to play two terrible teams and then go play <laughs> Wisconsin at the end of the month, which so might also cool. be a terrible team. Uh, they look good. They won. They they won in normal Wisconsin fashion, like thirty eight to nothing. Yeah. All right. Have you have you guys ever heard about the Mid American uh, Conference football conference? Oh boy. This is what I've been trying to talk about. Oh it's boy. consistent of Akron, Bowling Green, Buffalo, Kent State, Miami, Ohio, Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois, Toledo, Ball State, Central Michigan, and Western Michigan. I didn't know this this place existed. Um, I didn't know I've this. Heard, I know this conference. Yes. I know, but I'm looking at it. A lot of these teams are in Ohio. Bowling Green. Uh, Akron, Ohio, Kent State, and Miami of Ohio. There's five. There's five teams in Ohio. I never thought. Like I never look. I've never. I've always known of these teams, and mm-hmm. I know of these colleges. I just never thought. Oh, they have sports. They have I sports. thought they were JUCOs. Like <laughs> they were with, how, with how we be beating up on these teams, I thought they were JUCO teams. No, for sure. Because no. we Akron comes in and gets smacked and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your two million dollars. Go home. <laughs> like you can pay a lot of money to do oh, so. We give them a bunch of money. But when I play, I think we uh, one of us played Bowling Green this year. It might be Michigan. I think Michigan plays Bowling Green. Something like that. But yes. They, but like these just, smaller teams get paid a bunch of money to do so to get beat up on. Yeah, for sure. And then not spend their money on football <laughs> and actually go spend on academics. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think it's pretty much been out of our our college football talk. We will talk about some of the games coming up this coming week. And probably tomorrow's episode, but I want to get to the the like the big the big meat. <laughs> I just said that on our podcast. I, I, the big thing that we wanted to talk about. We're going to talk about QB rankings. Yeah, just, just I was saying that that's where all, that's where all of our it's controversy comes in. That's all you had to say. Jeez, you talk way too much. My God, I was trying to put it in all good right. words, and it just. Uh, out I'm going to go first. Do you have your list up? Yes. Okay. Cool. Do you want to go first? Um, I think you should go. No, go first. We should go. Okay, should should we go from thirty two to one? No, that's stupid. You are gonna actually repeat. Oh, repeat. Uh, eighteen through forty one. Like you are gonna do it eight eight times already. I know this. You have me repeat every one of my list every time. Just go. Okay, top five. Top ten. There is thirty. There is thirty two people. Why would we do I, I, five at a time? Yes, yeah, so we can kind of like say. You know how long that'd be increments of five. By the time we reach twenty five, we've already said that. How about six? No, just do ten. Okay, all right, all can right. You get one, 
Two. Come on. I think I can count. Can you? Maybe. All right. Josh Allen, one. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, two. Okay. Matt Stafford, three. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, four. Okay. Russell Wilson, five. Uh Herbert, six. Uh Joe Burrow, seven. Uh Kyler, eight. Lamar Jackson, nine. Uh Derek Carr, ten. That's not too bad. We have the same people in the top ten. <laughs> we have the same people in the top ten. They're not the same order, but they're the top ten. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, Lower, go ahead. Aaron Rodgers one. Okay. Josh Allen two. Okay. Patrick Mahomes three. Matthew Stafford four. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, go ahead and say it. Justin Herbert five. Oh. Joe Burrow six. I'm kidding. It's Joe Burrow five. <laughs> Justin Herbert six. <laughs> And I, this is where I said I may have put him too high because he didn't have the physical capabilities of the rest of the quarterbacks, but he does have the actual. Obviously, the winning. He made he the has Super Bowl the, last He has year. the winning, and he has the and he has the actual te- technicality and the want of I can do this. I'm going to push us to do this no matter what in a way that I'll, they the rest of them do, but he has it all the time. Of I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to pull us out of this deficit, and I. That's why I have him at five, not just because he's my quarterback, because I truly believe he deserves to be five. Okay. Herbert is right under him because Herbert's almost the same thing. He's more athletic. So you had Joe Burrow over I have Herbert I, and who? Wilson, Jackson. Wilson at seven. Oh, so you had Wilson so much lower? It's because he's on a different team. So I have to know how he's going to do. That's I think great. he's going to do better because he's a good quarterback. But I think seven. He's going to be on a better team. Yeah, but I think seven's a good place to put him right now because I have to see how the team itself performs and how he will perform with the team. Of course, he's a great quarterback. That's why he's still in the top ten. But he's the only person on this list with a new team. Okay. I can so I think that. seven's just a good middle ground. And honestly, he probably does deserve to be in the top five because he is more accomplished than Burrow and Herbert. And he's more accomplished than... And that's what I kind of went with for me. No, I absolutely. Just, I believe that. But I believe I, what, I'm i going to take them for what they're going into next year I, with. I, and Rodgers at number one. I understand why you had Allen at number one. I'm going to be real. Bills are probably going to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen played like a monster. Yes. And year. I think Josh Allen... I, you're right. I think I may have messed up. And I probably should have. As much as Aaron Rodgers, he played great. And he yes. was the MVP last year. And I year. think Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. The I just game in the playoffs freaked me out. Yes. Because his offensive line wasn't playing well. But yeah, it looked like Aaron Rodgers kind of shut down instead of becoming a gamer and having his. Yes, I think he he was different than what he normally is. Right, and I think that's... I just think he looked at his team as like, oh, I'm not winning this game, so I'm done. And he's done instead of yes. being a gamer and really trying to push so through that. With Josh Allen and Rodgers, I think I, I could probably switch those two other than that. So I had Russell Wilson at seven, Jackson at eight, Murray, my bad, Murray at nine, and then Carr at ten. Hmm. Uh well obviously I had Herbert ahead of Joe Burrow, I wasn't even trying to like hey I need to have these guys ahead of Joe. No, Burrow. I, I, just honest, think, I honestly, but I I truly think Joe Burrow is a top five quarterback. I like playing I like playing the switch them game. Um, put jo- like I just feel like all the guys ahead of him can do everything Joe Burrow did for that team and more because they have some physical traits Joe Burrow doesn't have. But I think Joe Burrow is what puts that team together. I think if you switch them, they don't you don't have the same connection with Chase. Oh yeah, for sure. You don't, think, ha- you don't have the same. Uh, I'm somewhat on paper. I'm just talking absolutely. about paper here. But that's like, on that's paper kind of is through. what you get. But I think if you switch them, we still draft Jamar Chase. I think you still get a lot of the same problems. I think you maybe you have more mobile quarterbacks, so we get rid of that problem mm-hmm. against like Tennessee of of them being sacked a bunch because they're moving right. Right. But I still think 
Burrow is what makes that team click. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I can agree with that. I can In agree. a way that if you were to switch any of these guys, I feel like he adds I don't know what factor it is that he just makes it's like it's clicks. like it's there's like a there's like a it's uh, an it an factor air apart it's like yes. an air like an air about him and it's what we so we talked about it you said that like Manning had it Eli could activate it's like it I ben had a tiger. could activate like, it yeah yes. certain like, guys can activate it but other guys just I'm have not it. I'm not letting us lose right now like that's yes. just like something. I'm gonna win this and that's what I was saying and, and that's in. why I have him at five I don't have him at five just because he's my quarterback I have him at five because I believe he deserves I, I just feel like everybody ahead of him I place for me in my list like everybody in the ahead of him has that too. Like has I that believe so thing. too, but I don't think Herbert has that. I think he does. I, I think the only thing that's ruined it for him is his coaching make his coach making bad decisions. But everything else Herbert has, like he's really done it. He's had like the best start of two seasons going into a a, a career of any quarterback ever. Like he has everything. I yeah, think I, 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 but I don't. I, I just let that's him why I, I, I said they're all, they're interchangeable for me. Oh yeah, for sure. But in a way, I I don't think Kyler Murray has that. I only reason I kind of I don't think. Jackson has that either, because with the. Well, I think Jackson has it. I don't think he has it because I feel like a lot of what he does is you can't run the football to win a game. You have to throw a foot, especially when you're down. But I think that but I think that's a physical trait that he doesn't have. I just think I know passive but, football. He's just not as gifted as the guys. Have exactly, him. and the problem is when you're down two scores, you can't run the football down the field by yourself the entire time. No, for sure. You have yeah, to you throw it at some point. Yeah. And unfortunately, he can't throw to nobody. It's He can, but it's, I, just, yes. not, it's just not consistent enough. That, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have options. He has Mark Andrews, and that's it. Yeah, no. I can't name another receiver on his team. I can name his running backs. I can name three, two, I think three of his running backs try to even get one of his receivers. That's how it works on that offense, man. But I I think our top ten is comparable. Um, yeah, I had Kyler Murray at eight. Um, I had him ahead of Lamar Jackson, um, just because I believe in Kyler Murray's arm a lot more. Um, even though Lamar Jackson, I kind of had a, I had to throw him in a nine because he's just such a supreme talent that you just have you ha- I have to respect it. But when it comes to throwing the football around, I just believe everybody ahead of him is just more gifted at, of passer. Heck, I think Derek Carr behind him is a more gifted passer, and the other players behind Lamar are better passers than Lamar. But I think the talent that he is is what kind of rose him up. To the top, and not to mention he's one of like he's a unanimous MVP in the NFL. So I think I still give him his respect, even yeah, though yeah, I he may deserves not take that. him. Yes, I, if this if we were like drafting a quarterback, there'd be a lot of other guys I'd be drafting before. It'd Lamar. be the guys in front of him I'd be drafting before him. The guys behind him too. I'd take yes. Carr. I'd I, take I, I need I need somebody who can throw. Even though, I like, but it I also like Brady's age, but I'd still yes, take Brady. But it also hurts certain guys. Like I did not want to draft Rodgers, especially in our fantasy draft, because I'm like, who's he throwing to? <laughs> No, for sure. No. It becomes a problem of who's he throwing to. Like, yeah. same with Mahomes. Who are you throwing to? You're throwing to yeah. what? Juju and, of course, you're throwing to Kelsey, but that's not enough. Especially when you, there's other guys on this list. Like, Herbert has a number one. Burrow has a number one. Allen has a number one. Uh, Wilson does have a number one. Wilson just has a good wide receiver core in general. Great wide receiver core, for sure. Uh, Lamar doesn't. Murray has a number one, and Carr has a number one. Yep, Carr has multiple options. No, but, yeah, yeah, and it it just comes down to, I have Lamar. Actually, I probably should switch Murray and Lamar. I'll give you that. You probably switch them. But <laughs> you no, know, that's that's a fair point. But other than that, hey, our top ten is pretty comparable. All right. I think now it's gonna get screwy. All right, go from a let, let's do these by fives because it's a actually we're gonna have so much different. Let's go eleven to seventeen. Eleven to seventeen. Yeah. Okay. You go ahead first. I have Brady at eleven. We agree there. Uh, uh, oh I have boy, Prescott at t- at twelve. Me too. Man, wow, this is actually kind of cool. I have Hurts at thirteen. I actually, it's not bad. I have Ryan at fourteen. Okay. I have Winston at fifteen. 
Okay. I have Kurt Cousins at 16. Okay. I have Lance at 17. Oof. And I have Lance. A little bit too much belief in Lance, huh? No. I believe in his team. Oof. He has a. Again, this is a quarterback ranking, not yes, how yes, they yes, think yes. they'll do the ranking. And I think Lance is a good quarterback, and I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Okay. Specifically because he won't die. Oh, okay. Like, I have other guys like Fields, Wilson, and Lawrence lower because they probably won't survive four years in their. Yeah, but he are. hasn't been proven. I, but that's the thing. I'm You're going, right. You're right. That's unproven. But I believe they're all unproven. So I would. That's I'm true. Going off what I've seen on film. But I believe he's a. a I believe he's he, he's a talent. Yeah, I just think he's just not that accurate. That's fine. That's that's fine. You don't have to always be super accurate passer. I think that's something you can progress. I'm saying these. Uh, okay. All right. Let me go from my yeah, go eleven ahead. to seventeen. Yeah. Eleven. Tom Brady. Like we matched up. Yeah. Dak. Twelve. Yeah. I had Kirk Cousin. Thirteen. That is way too high. And no, it's not. That is way too high. I had Matt Ryan, 14. Yeah. I had Hertz, 15. Mm. I had Baker, 16. Wow. Okay. Here's why I have Kirk Cousins, 16. He is never going to exceed, and he's never going to go lower. He's going to be what he is. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win you the game. He's going to be the guy that's going to throw you two touchdowns and one interception every This uh, Let me finish it off, and then I'll kind of tell you what I'm talking about here. Yeah, go ahead, 17. So, Spaker at 16, Ryan Tannehill at 17. So, I kind of look at the 11 to 17 range as guys that have high floors, as in they're not necessarily going to lose you a game, but they need more help around them to get you the very high output that you're looking at from that you get guys from, from 1 to 10. Those guys are getting anyway, right? So I just okay. think they just need a little bit more help around them. But yet again, they have high floors. Where like I know I'm gonna, I know what I'm gonna get, which is why I have Kirk Cousins so high. Because at the end of the day, I know what I'm getting from Kirk Cousins. Oh, at so you're end, you're going off? Of, I I know what I'm getting. So yeah, I'm just gonna take. There are more. I just like the consistency. Oh, there's of it. less failing. Okay. They're, here's your lows aren't as no, low. No, I believe. Okay, here's mine. Like especially with Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's highs are so high for me that I'm like, I have he has to be up there. Yeah, but his lows are so. Low. I know, but if he even has half of those lows, <laughs> he's he's gonna be a he's gonna be a top you're, you're fifteen quarterback. You're banking on him fixing it. You're yes. on him fixing and I think it. now that everything's going right, he has Michael Thomas. He has he will have Michael Thomas. He has Chris Olave. He has Alvin Kamara. Is they have a decent offense line. They have he a has good all defense. the weapons. He has everything. Same as Lance. Yeah. If you fail, it's your fault. No, for sure. And that's why I have these guys. Up right here, everybody else afterwards is like, eh, you could cut, you could really just suck. And, and here's the thing, I think for mine, I think Jalen Hurts could easily see him way, his way going up because I think he's been getting better and better. I do too. As he's been going by, he just needs to prove himself more as a passer. Yes. Um, but which everybody quick, else, I think he can. I think he, he can pass. Well, he, unlike Lamar, I think he's, he's a better pro- thrower. I think Isaac has proven a little bit more over his career. Yes, sure. I'm not saying he's he's a, a more accurate thrower. I'm saying I think he's a stronger arm. No, yeah, no, I get that. And I just say, I think from anybody from that 11 to 17 range, that is the guy that can go up. Everybody else is pretty much stuck there. I think Tom, I, Tom Brady is going to be the thing for people, that anybody that does listen, very few. Why would you have Tom Brady outside the top 10? He's usually a top five guy. And I'm like, I d- put Tom Brady on all the rest of these teams where he doesn't have everything available to him. He's going to suck. This year, when he does, his offensive line is going to be terrible this year. He's not gonna have. He's like he's gonna be getting a lot of interior pressure. He's gonna suck. I just think 
Tom Brady's at the point now where, yes, he can play great, but I think he needs a lot more help around him than what the guys ahead of him do. And, heck, some of the guys behind him, I think a lot of the guys behind him have that same issue from, like, that 11 to 17 range. You just need more help around you than what the other guys in the top 10 do. And I, that's the reason why I've kind of been getting a little bit more of the nitty-gritty with you because I think it it kind of highlights our differing philosophies for how we're how we're ranking our quarterbacks. I've, I've kind of had a little bit different than you have. I think you're going off of what their success can be up this up, upcoming season. Well, I'm kind of looking for, hey, if I'm starting a brand new franchise right now, who are the, who are the guys I'd go for? And I'm kind of I'm valuing consistency, and it kind of seems like you're valuing what their highs can be. I know, but if I'm looking at a list of which of these guys I can go for, I'm only going for the guys who are under 25. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if I'm going to be real, I'm not going for Rodgers. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. I'm not going for Stafford. I'm not going for Wilson. I'm not going for Carr. I'm not going for Brady, and I'm not going for Prescott. In all honesty, out of everyone on this list, the only person I'm truly going to go for would be Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert. I, I I don't want Murray. Is that a bad thing? I don't want Kyler Murray. I think he – no, I like I like everything that he is. I like the guys ahead of him. Um, But, I'm like, if I ended up with Kyler Murray on my team, if the other guys got taken and Kyler Murray ended up – I ended up taking him, I'm, like, I'm not mad. I'm like, man, maybe there's a little bit from more from be desired. Yeah, for sure. But I just don't think you can go into it and be like, man, Kyler Murray is not a great quarterback. He is great. I'm not saying he's he's not a great quarterback. I just I just don't want him. I don't I I, I don't know if I had a, how to explain this. But I don't like his play style. It's almost predictable. If that makes sense, like if you get a good DB down there on Hopkins, you can't. He no longer has that. I'm gonna heave it as far down in the field as I can. No, I get that. Because a lot of the big plays they were doing were on guys who didn't have very good DBs. But I like, get that. if I get a like a Trayvon, not not a Trayvon Diggs, a Tre'Davious White, or right. a Ramsey out there, you're not doing that. You almost can't throw to that side of the field, or especially with those teams who have really good defensive lines, they can't. He can't run around. I just feel like with his athletic ability and with the I know, army that's that only it's the kind of like the best of everything type. Of that's thing. true, but his best of everything only works when he can heave the ball. And we can run away. He can't run away from the San Francisco defense. He can't run away from the Rams defense. They caught him, and that's I, exactly I just think, that's I think my problem. I think the Cardinals have been trying have been trying to get more off the sound around him to where he doesn't have to feel like he needs to do that all the time. I think he will get better and better, and he'll be able to die, like make the defense do what he wants it to do as he gets more and more comfortable with the offense and with make in with becoming the guy to make the defense do what he wants rather than reacting to the defense all the time, which is what makes him so special now. So with all that coming together, I do think he is a he is a high floor guy with a very high ceiling. And I just think, you know, yeah, he's not not the guy ahead of him, but he, there's still room for him to grow at this point. All right. All right. So you, you want to do 18 through 24? Yeah, I was actually about to say that. Um, 18, Janus, James Winston. Yeah. Um, 19, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Um, 20, Jared Goff. Okay. 21, Justin Fields. Okay. 22, Mac Jones. Okay. 23, Zach Wilson. Okay. 24, Trey Lance. Okay. That's not bad. 18, Ryan Tannehill. 19, Tua. Whoa. Uh, hey yo. 20, Trevor Lawrence. 21, Baker Mayfield. 22, Justin Fields. 23, Zach Wilson. 24, Mac Jones. Okay. 
I think the biggie is like I had Trevor Lawrence a lot higher than you did. Yeah. Um, I had Jameis at eighteen while you had Jameis at seventeen, so it's kind of. I had Jameis at fifteen. Fifteen. Um, I had Jared Goff a lot higher than you thought I would. <laughs> I like his consistency. Uh, this is the one where kind of I'm flip flopping between talent and consistency because at eighteen, Jameis very talented. His consistency is a little off. I can see some things go. Trevor Lawrence, I think he's just an upcoming. He like as his team gets better, he'll be able to show more and more what he is. And then Jared Goff consistency. I know it's not going to be great, but I know it's not going to be absolutely dog awful either. Mm-hmm. And then, but here's from the field to Lance, it is guys with talent that I can see making making the jump mm-hmm. up. I just think I've seen the most of Fields and Mac. Here's the problem. Golf is either okay or hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Let's get that straight. He played well last year. I, I like he didn't he play played I. He played I. You want to look up his last year's stats? Not really. I don't care. It's Jared Golf. I'm not going to talk okay. about this too long. Okay. I have Fields so low. I would push Field. I would have Fields where Tua is at 19. Uh, but Fields has no team. Yeah, but then that's where the difference is. You're looking at the team. I'm yes, looking yes. at just and the I'm, talent. I know, but then I'm also looking at what is their success going to be. If I switch him teams, he's going to be good. But will he be comparable with the other guys ahead of him? I think he is, especially right where he's at. I think if I put him on the Panthers, he's he's going to be better than Baker. Oh yeah, easy. I think if I put him on the Jaguars, he's probably going to be about the same as Lawrence. But that's that's just not a good team. If I put him if I put him if I put him on the Dolphins, I think he's going to be much better than oh, Tua. Are you kidding me? That's not even close. I'm just looking at their overall su- success and what I believe they could be. Yeah, I get that. And I believe. As long as Fields is on the Bears, he will never. They're not helping. As him long as he's on the all. Bears, he will stay below twenty for me. Look, I just think I, I'm. So and it, that's not his fault. I'm not saying he's not talented. He is talented. He's very talented. I've seen it. He's he's a talented guy. He just eventually, I think he should make a business decision, no matter how much money they give him. They're like if they look at you like, oh, we'll give you three hundred million guaranteed, you should look at them and be like, no, I like my ACLs and leave the team. Look, I, th- I think Justin Fields will make a step up this season. I do think as he gets more comfortable, he'll be able to use his athleticism to kind of tip the scales a little bit in his favor. Because um, I think he's more te- like, I think he's more athletic than what Trubisky was when he was dealing with the Bears stuff. Um, and I do think they're trying. At least they're trying. They're not doing well, but they're trying to help him out. They're getting him an offense that he can he can thrive in. Trying to get him an offense where he can run out and run out on the outside, get some throws on the field, or just get down. Um, I just think he's going to, whether the team does well or not, I think he will end up shining through because he is a talented guy and he's really, he's really working at it. I don't think I look at him and say, he's going to give up. He's going to do his darndest. And I think if it ends up him being at the end of his contract and he can leave good for him, he should leave and go somewhere else and be successful. But I just think for now, he's going to have to deal with what he has to deal with. And the bears are not making it very easy for him. But still, I still have him ahead of Mac Jones because he's a more talented player than Mac Jones. Zach Wilson is a very talented player, but hasn't really played a lot. Um, and I think Trey Lance is just yet to be seen. Yeah. Could he be a really great quarterback to jump in the so. top 10? Maybe. But I also think he has some accuracy issues, and I think he's on such a great team to start off with. I think there's going to be a lot of things he's going to have to prove that to kind of prove that he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think, he'll, I think he will because he has that looming of Jimmy G's behind you. If you're not doing well, but that they, can break players too. That's true, but I don't. I think he'll he will do okay. Like think about it. Like the Jets once upon a time brought Tim Tebow in when they had 
Mark Sanchez, and it pretty much ruined Mark Sanchez's career with the Jets is when they brought Tebow in because he's like, why are you bringing in this guy even though he's not as good as me? I think quarterbacks can be um, very, very small creatures when it comes to their confidence. And if you kind of do anything to mess up the apple cart, when it comes to their confidence, it can kind of ruin them as players. I know, but with some guys, it only makes diamonds. Sometimes. And I think he might be one of those guys where that offense is so good. If he shows, he if he shows, like let's say uh, first game he does nothing good, but he actually throws a bomb and it's in Debo's bread basket. Boom. <sighs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah. The fans, fans will praise him. Yeah. Because no. Jimmy G don't do that. That is true. He has all the so athletic I, tools, yes. tools that Jimmy G does not have. And I think that'll help him. No, no, I can I can get behind that. All right. You want to do 25 to 32? Well, you got to do it since I started off my side. I know. That's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. 25, Carson Wentz. <laughs> okay. 26, Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. 27, Marcus Mariota. Okay. 28, Jacoby Brissett. Okay. 29, Jared Goff. God. 30. <laughs> Help the guy out. Goodness gracious. No, he's garbage and he deserves to be treated like garbage. Oh 30. God. Davis Mills. 31. Daniel Jones. <laughs> 32. You know it. I know it. It's Geno Smith. We, we match up on the last three very easily. I can tell you that. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You have to, wait, you have Daniel Jones at 31? Yeah. yeah he's garbage. Easy. Yeah, he's yeah, bad. He's, he's trash. There's no question. Oh, absolutely. They They're hoping have. for Stroud. They should have got Malik Willis. <laughs> they would have been fine with him. Yeah. Because y'all can suck. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, so 25, I have Mitchell Trubisky. 26, Tua. 27, Carson Wentz. 28, Marcus Mariota. 29, Jacoby Brissett. 30, Davis Mills. 31, Daniel Jones. 32, Geno Smith. Hmm. I put Trubisky in at 25 because I feel like he has athletic tools that Tua does not have, but I also think he – even though he's on the the back of his defense, he did it unlike Tua, who had a great defense in himself. Can I be real with you, bro? Do anything Can I be real with you? I could put, if if your starter was Kenny Pickett, I could put him at twenty four right now, <laughs> without a doubt, and I would push everybody else down. Like Mitchell Trubisky's garbage. I believe that dude's garbage. I think Trubisky won't be that bad. I think he he's just holding off Kenny Pickett. Hold on, I'm sorry. Once Kenny Pickett's ready, I had to one Joe. You about to have Baker under Trubisky? Let's get that stated. I had to convince you. That you didn't convince me in anything. Yes, I did. Rubber hit the road. I had Baker nine spots ahead. I know, but at one point earlier today, you were looking at me like Baker is no better than Trubisky, and I was like, "Are you lying?" If I look. Baker you, plays up to his potential. I mean, if, if Trubisky plays up to his potential, I actually think Trubisky's a his potential player. is to be better than Patrick Mahomes because he was drafted better. So they drafted him for his potential. His potential is he's going to lead you to a Super Bowl. Is he going to do that, Joe? His potential is a first-round pick. What was he, pick four? I think Mitchell was He was earlier than, earlier than that. He was, pick, he was pick one. Yeah. So is that number one pick going to be as good as Joe Burrow? Here's the thing. Is he going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes? Question. Just yes. a question. Yes, sir. Just a question. When, his, when Mitch Trubisky was not playing well for his team, could you say that was more of a team issue than it was a player issue? It was a both. I think a lot of it was a play was a team issue. You no, know, I think it was a both because he's not good. <clears throat> for Baker, things went downhill because it was a player issue. It was not he had the he had the most perfect team he ever could have. He had all the he had a whole rushing he had a great 
great running backs. He had great receivers. And he's the one that ruined that. It wasn't just that it was he that ruined that. It was his bad play. It was his having attitude in the locker room. It was him that was making that th- that whole thing worse. With Trubisky, it was not him. It was he had a terrible coach, which you cannot say. I, I think, obviously, uh, Baker has a much better coach. He has a better team overall. And I think, I think Trubisky was dealing with something a lot worse. So with all that being the case, I do think Trubisky has a chance to I'm not saying he's going to be a top 15 player in the league, but I do think he can make his way up the charts if he ends up playing well at Pittsburgh. I just think at the end of the day, he's just holding off Kenny Pickett. I, I think look, he, bro, and once I Kenny care. is ready, I'm excited Trubisky to see Kenny, will be jumping in. Look, I'm excited to see Kenny Pickett in week three. I can't wait because uh, I'm real with you. I'm be real with you. We'll see him in week two. If the bang, if you come out against the Bengals and he gets absolutely – if Eli Apple gets a pick in that game, y'all should take him out now. If he throws a pick to Eli freaking Apple, oh, it's fine because cut be, him, cut him on the be spot. Cu- he'll be covering Pickens, and Pickens will, you know, I know he's a, he's a dog. But, it, but let's say Trubisky throws one way off course, and it gets into Eli Apple's hand. Sometimes Mike Tomlin needs to take him off the field, cut him, strip him of his jerseys, and kick him out the stadium. Okay. Are you in Cincinnati? Uh, yes, you are. He's walking home. Yeah. Not not back to not but to Pittsburgh. You don't live here no more. They will shoot you on the way in. Okay, I get that. I get that. I get that a lot. I, I just think I just I'm gonna bank on the fact that Trubisky he has had teams ruin him and maybe with a with a more complete team around him he can do a lot better. Whatever you say, why do you stuff? And plus, Tua hasn't really showed anything in the NFL, so that's why I have Tua as low as I have. Carson Wentz he can he reach the highest of highs, but he has reached the lowest of lows as well. I think it's more of an indictment on him because he's a guy as talented as he is making the crazy mistakes that he is. It's kind of insane. That's why the Colts had to get rid of him because they were like, we can't play with this guy that's not willing to play within the system because he's trying to hit the big plays all the time. Yeah, I understand that. And then Marcus Mariota, he can play his way up, but he hasn't played for a while. Last time I saw him, he played okay for the uh, Raiders. Raiders in a, a, he walked in on one game after uh, Carr, Carr had COVID. But otherwise, Davis Mills, meh. I think they're. I think Houston's just waiting on getting a better quarterback, and yes. I think as long as he's there, but I, I think Davis Mills is kind of being screwed. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he's on a bad team. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just giving a lot more shine to where it makes people want to have higher expectations of him, but it's really not warranted. I, he's not his best wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. He's not throwing hey, he's, to nobody. He's very consistent, Brandon Cooks. Great Who, in fantasy. It doesn't matter if that dude has what a second and a half in the pockets. No, it's true. He has a lot. Of, there's a lot of holes in the offense, and line, he has sure. no running back, so he's throwing that ball. Yeah, name the running back for the. Can you name the running? Is it Philip Lindsay? Uh, Texans. Yes. Is it still? I don't know. I don't know. Michael is tough for me. That's, that's I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I think it's about it for the conversation today because I know we're gonna have another episode tomorrow. So I'm not gonna hold us up for too long. So before I, before we do anything else, like the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, rate the podcast five stars. Um, share it with your friends. Uh, follow the podcast Twitter on J- at JB Sports Pod. Um, we're tweeting a lot every day, trying to stay up on not only sports news, but um, pretty much anything pop culture in general. So, all of that, make sure you do everything you can. Share it with as many people as you can. We are out on pretty much all podcast platforms you can possibly think of. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. Jace, you got anything for the people? No, I don't. You guys are nice to. Alrighty, guys.
thank you for listening to the JB Sports Podcast. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna say it? You're gonna let me go? This has been the JB Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for listening today. You guys have a nice day. Also, the Houston's starting running back is Damian Pierce. Oh yeah, that's exactly. He's been getting a lot of he's getting a lot of buzz in fantasy. Where is Philip? <laughs> Maybe he was there and now he's somewhere else. But okay, that's pretty much the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye again. I'm gonna say the last thing.